Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start. Kablenz is holding on. Cut glory for Kablenz. But it is all heart style Rico, and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Well, just when I thought the green light on Premier Racing podcast couldn't get any bigger, any quicker, it has happened. We had Jason Adams join us as a co-host for the Sandown Park meeting on Thursday, and now we're looking at the Meadows. We've got a brand new co-host to help us through the Meadows. It's Corey Smith. How are you, Corsa? I'll tell you what, you've uh, you've been kind to me there, comparing me or, or talking about me in the same breath as yourself and Jason Adams. I'll... Uh, I'll take that. I'll uh, I'll tell the grandkids about that one. Hey, mate, I may not be doing that in a couple of days because when I had Jason Adams on, <laughs> I put the pressure on him and I said, Jace, to stay on the show, mate, we want nine winners. And I said it tongue-in-cheek as a bit of a joke. I think he pretty much delivered. I haven't gone through the exact results from last uh, last episode, but by gee, he showed me up to the point that I might have to get rid of him because now he's too good. Oh, no. Well, I, I don't think there'll be any danger of that happening with me. I'll, I'll try my best, but... Um... I just don't think nine winners is achievable for me on this very tough Meadows card. It is tough, isn't it? But, uh, oh, look, anything's possible. Uh, you just have to believe, I suppose. Hey, mate, yourself, where did you get involved in Greyhound Racing? And you've had some success as an owner over the years as well. Yeah, so I've kind of been on the periphery of the of the sport for my whole life. My dad bred a couple of litters when we were kids just as a bit of fun. He's always owned thoroughbreds and, um, and a few Greyhounds here and there, so... We had a few growing up with uh, with the Toner family and, um, yeah, always had a couple that retired to our backyard. So I've always been around greyhounds. Um, wasn't all that interested when Dad was dragging me all around the state as a kid, um, taking me out of out of footy training and all that sort of stuff. But um, once I kind of hit 18, similar to Jason Adams, who, who I heard on the podcast as well, you know, once you start getting into the, the pub life a bit and, yeah, you have a little bit of prior knowledge in, in growing up and, and you start uh, finding a few winners and having a couple of beers with your mates. You you kind of easily fall back into it. And then once I went back to uni and found a few like-minded people that I lived with on, on campus, I uh, really just dived back into it and loved it. And then ended up doing a bit of an internship at Sandown uh, for a year when, when I was at uni. So that, that really kind of sucked me in. I, that was around the time of Tornado Tears, the Sandown, first Sandown Cup, came through and and Fanta Bale, who, who's one of my all-time favourites, um, kind of really, really sucked me in and, and meant I was uh, I caught the bug and turned into a full-blown greyhound nuffy. Is there a race that, that stands out since you've been working in the industry? I know that Jason Adams, you know, he was really keen on that amazing clash of Dinah Double One and Fernando Bale. Has there been one in the last few years that stood out as, as just being the, the greatest race you've seen? Oh, look, I, I think we can all say that Dinah Double One versus Fernando Bale is just the absolute pinnacle of racing. But um, the one that sticks in my mind was I came out on track for uh, uh, Fanta Bale to crack the million-dollar mm. million prize money barrier, and that was just – I sucked a lot of my uni mates in that might have been, you know, half halfway into the sport, kind of watch it at the pub on, on Sky Racing and that sort of thing, but not, not really indoctrinated into the sport like like myself and brought them all along, and we had a great night here at the Meadows and um, – and really enjoyed it, but kind of since I've been working at the Meadows, obviously the first Phoenix that just it, it just went so well, and and there were so many great storylines and meeting people from all around Australia that that were just so excited about this new concept. It was it was pretty special for the Phoenix and for a dog like Wow She's Fast to to win it at um, you know she she was she was basically a rookie. Um, mm. She probably had no right to face some of those dogs. She probably should have been in in age restricted races. You know if if 
that's the sort of thing that they're after. But they, the Greenos threw her in the deep end and, and she swam for sure. She definitely did. There's no doubt about that. Hey, you've had uh, a few different career choices, I guess. I believe you worked at a bottle for a, for a while as well, mate. How, how, did you, how did you find yourself at the Meadows and what does the role now involve working at the Meadows? Yeah, so my role now at the Meadows is um, racing and media manager. So I started here about nine months ago. Um, dived back into the sport and was under the, the great tutelage of Ash Baker and Jess Tubbs and they've both since moved on. So it was basically just a, just doors opened at the right times for me, to be honest. So I did my uni degree, so I did a double degree in sports management and marketing. Um, decided I wanted to do a bit of a trip of a lifetime, so went over to America and uh, watched, watched some of the sports over there, which is something that I'd always wanted to do. Came back and, and COVID basically hit. So I'd worked in a, a supermarket slash bottle shop for you know, my whole, my whole life, um, whole working life, paid my way through uni doing that. And I kind of came back and, and um, yeah, didn't really have anywhere to go because COVID kind of hit and that was the safest job. So I went back into that and um, set up a, a home deliveries department for the supermarket that they'd never had before. So built a website and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then, yeah, the opportunity came up. It was actually a job at Heelsville that I went for and um, was interviewed with Ash Baker and, um yeah, I decided that I'd take it, and he, he wanted me out at the Meadows, so that's how it kind of happened. It's exciting, mate. It's uh, it's the start of something pretty special, I feel, and, and, and as well, working with you alongside uh, yourself and Troy Harley for the, the Shepparton Cup was, was good fun as well, so hopefully you take that path of a, a bit of media, which you obviously are, mate, coming on the uh, the number one podcast in Greyhound Racing as well, eh? Well, that's it. Like, I just keep getting these doors open for me, and this this is just the next step, the next big thing in uh, in podcasting. I think that Howie Games and Dylan Friends and all those sorts of sporting podcasts better watch out because green light on's coming. I was going to say, mate, what, what were those? Uh, no, there's only one podcast to worry about. Hey, let's get into the the rundown of the show. Now we're going to start with as what we always start with the run of the week from last week, and we're listening out for a greyhound by the name of My Name Stacy. Now. I found it really hard to pick run of the week last week. Amron Boy was huge. Bell Burner sensational. Compliance 503-1768. Mid-sections just tore the place apart. But I like the story behind My Name Stacy, and here she is winning last week from box number two. Racing my name, Stacey on the inside, jumped away smartly near the outside. Providence bail away well. Going through Lakeview Bunny, followed by Indy Ghost and Magical Mavis coming across from the outside, going down the back end. My name, Stacey, the leader. Got away five in front. Lakeview Bunny riled up on the inside now, second. They were followed by Magical Mavis. Then came Indy Ghost, two further back would have been Providence Bale. Then came Jet Legger, followed by Dynamic Princeton, back at the tail. Roxy Ears have it. It's my name, Stacey. Well clear. Six lengths in front, turning home from Magical Mavis. Up the home running, though. It's my name, Stacey, winning it from Magical Mavis, an easy win at the end. A third Providence balance, so just over Indy Ghost, and they were followed then by Roxy Uso, Dynamic Prince. Run of the week. It's very rare on this show, Causa, I forget to hit the stinger, and that's exactly what I did that time. But that was run of the week. My name's Stacey, and I like the story behind it because Rod Clark trains for Alan Ferguson, who's a, a lovely bloke from up near Shepparton, and she's just... Look, she found huge form early days. She tapered off, and then the last couple of runs, she's now won three on the bounce, and she's just found her mojo again. Yeah, for sure. And obviously beating Magical Mavis there, who who uh, went very well in a launching pad heat last night. So it's uh, there's probably going to be pretty good form lines, and she's certainly one you can follow. Saturday's preview. 
Well, finally, mate, I've got a stinger right. Saturday's preview, the Meadows, Greyhound Racing under the bright lights of the MGRA, Saturday, 2nd of April. And as I said to Jace, nine winners or you get the boot from this show, Corey. And, mate, I might even up the heat. The way he went the other day, I reckon you need to, to score a tenner here to, to survive. Well, look, I reckon I've got 12 for you, James. Let's be confident. <laughs> let's get the chest out and let's... Uh... Let's find, That's find 12 winners. Exactly Let's what I wanted to hear. Exactly what I wanted to hear. Let's rip into it, mate. Race one, Sky Racing final, mate, and final. I'm keen on the three, Dr. Falcor. Just worked through the field nicely last time. Looks to have a little bit of class, and I don't think it's the the strongest mate and final in town we've ever seen, so I'll go with race one, number three. How do you see that mate and final? Yeah, look, I always find maiden finals uh, pretty tough to, to assess because I, the way I do my form, I, I like to have a bit more bit more information at hand. But I'm going to go with Aussie Pack for David Gill. You can't say enough about David Gill, Kennel, and this is a half to uh, Feral Frankie and Good Odds So it's, uh, hopefully if it's half as good as those, it'll be winning this race. Yeah, it ticks a few boxes. Race two, I'm pretty keen on Ariane Bale. I've liked her for a while. Look, she she is a little bit moderate to get going, and I'll probably sit and I'll wait for her to get up over 600, Corey. But look, if she, she gets a bit of room, I think she'll be really storming home at the end. So race two, number four, Ariane Bale for me. Yeah, no, I'm with you there. Obviously, the draw isn't ideal, but um, a little bit of room early, and uh, I think she'll be winning. Race number three, I thought this was a really, really hard race. There, there were a few different chances in the race. I've gone with Providence Bale because when he seems to get back to fifth grade, he always races well. So I think he'll be competitive. Yes, he has to overcome box number six, but it's a bit of a dart job, this one. Throw a dart, hit a number and back that dog. That'd be my advice here, Corey. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I'm going to go with Alfie Alligator. He obviously prefers the inside, but box eight, hopefully he can get a little bit of room and uh, he, he ran pretty well from box eight last start. So hopefully he can repeat that effort and I think it'll be about double figures, so hopefully hopefully uh, we can get an each-way price there. I don't like when all of my tips are jumping from middle boxes, Corey, but that's the case uh, tomorrow night. Race four, I'm tipping five, Fabriola Zimenez. And, uh, kind of dog that you close your eyes when the box is open because he can bomb the start time to time, but if he does get it all right, I think he and Mapunga Warrior might be the two best dogs in the race, but they have to overcome the tricky draws. So I'll lean to the five in what looks another hard race. Yeah, look, Fabriola Zimenez, that's a dog that every time I back it, it loses. Every yeah. time I don't, it wins. So <laughs> I'm not backing it, so it'll probably win. So I've given you one here. But uh, Mapunga Warrior, he's obviously a star over the middle distance, but um, hopefully he can he can land a spot early and uh, be too strong for them. I love the staying racing, and we're seeing a bit of it in town at the moment. Race five over the 7.25. It's a, an interesting race. I think Flying Latin, if he wants to, to drive away and win it, he can win this race because he's going to get into a good place. I just have a little bit of a, a concern that he's not really savaging the line. So with that in mind, I'm going to tip number one, Flying Lantern, but very, very cautiously, and I'll, I'll play in each way as a bit of a cover on Overflow Lisa, who I think if there is a little bit of a pack-up, she could be the one that pounces in the last 100 metres. Yeah, no, I, I kind of tend to agree with you there on Flying Lantern. It's something, it's just one that I can't I can't touch, really, to be mm. honest. So I'm going to go with number two, Amani Bale. I think um showed plenty of it. Plenty last time out after coming out last and then just really had a, a serious turn of foot and then peaked on her run. So I reckon she can improve here and uh, I think there's a few of them that might be a little bit uh, sceptical of, of the winning post. So hopefully uh, Amani Bale can, can be genuine and uh, run over the top of them. Mm, race number six, a great race this. You've got Aston Amigo two, Kalinda Lady three, and then this 600-metre star who I think is going to develop into a star stay at Kalinda Pate, drawn box number five here, mate. Can she get the job done? Yeah, I think she can. I I think she's 
she's probably I don't want to call her a good thing because obviously she does need a little bit of luck. But if she loves top four, she's she's home. She she can't be beaten. The interesting ones, Kalinda Lady, the uh, litter mate, though stepping up to the six hundred, who's been flying as well. So. That'll be a good little uh, litter mate match race, but um, mm. I think Kalinda Putty will be too good. Do you like my little Irish accent there with Kalinda Putty? Yeah, it was, it was good. I can't really roll with your accent, so <laughs> I thought I'd leave that to you. Keep it quiet. Race seven, I'm going for Zimnan Bale. Uh, can be competitive. I think that's the key here in what looks an interesting race. The Red wants to use a bit of the track Nike Apache. There's speed out really wide. So another hard race, and I'm, I'm going for another one that's drawn in the squeeze. Box number four, Zimnan Bale. How do you see this one? Yeah, I've obviously gone for a lot of middle boxes as well, but I'm going for the cherry here, Nike Apache. I, I, I'm backing in the big motor. I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's a dog that burnt me a lot of times. I started in the Highway 31 out at Hillsville that I uh, was on track to see, and, and I've had a massive, massive opinion in the Gill camp now. And box one, I don't look, it's not a high confidence um, bet by any any stretch, but uh, I'm backing in the motor that Nike Apache has. It's his race, isn't it, this one? If he, if he steps and does everything right off the red and he can reproduce what he did, especially early days, to run the time he did up the straight in the Highway 31, you'd think going to 600 metres he just leads all of the way, but he, he has been hard to catch Nike Apache, but he's got that huge motor. Race 8 is the Phoenix Dot Melbourne Mix 3 and 4. Uh, look, another hard race. I feel like a bit of a broken record, but I'm going to go with number two, Sir Champ. I think when the whips are cracking, he will come with a late run at them. Whether or not he's close enough, we'll have to wait and see. What do you think about race eight? Um, I think Zipping Heat should probably lead and Daff Zach will sit uh, just outside and be too good for it. So I'm, I'm mm. relatively keen on Daff Zach here. I, I would have liked a better box, but um, five, 508, 507 last couple of starts. I think if we can repeat that and untouched through the first marker uh, we'll get the job done with Daff Zach number six. I like the way you did that form uh, zipping heat to show the speed, Daff Zach to get the card across. When you're doing your form Corey, how how important is the runners around the runner that you're eventually going to place a bet on? Yeah, very crucial. Um, yep. Basically the way I do my form is is that first split. Um, that's basically all I kind of take into consideration. You, you Sometimes obviously you have to back the best athletes in the race and you saw where wow, she's fast in the Phoenix, kind mm. of just get the, the suck run and just got the perfect thing. But it, if you find the leader, you find the winner a lot of the times in Greyhound racing. So the speed maps for me are absolutely crucial. Race nine, uh, I'm going with number eight here, Jungle Panther. He's one that could speed map right up on the speed, but he also can miss the kick and he's drawn box number eight. So I, I don't mind him out there because he might get room to move. And I think that's the key to his chances. Yeah, he's a, he's a dog that had plenty of... Like, his early starts, he only had wide boxes. And when he started drawing inside, he didn't know exactly what to do with it. Back drawn outside, I'm pretty happy with that. Box eight, ticks a lot of boxes. This is my best bet of the night, James. I'm uh, I'm Ooh. relatively keen, Jungle Panther. He's got, he's got a big motor, and I, I really like box eight for this dog. Yeah, well, that's, uh, that's a, a big push from you, Causa. So, best bet of the night, we're going Jungle Panther on the each way or just on the nose? No, nah, just on the nose. We'll see. I'm not sure what price we're going to get, but I'm I'm pretty keen Jungle Panther. I think he's a he's the type of dog that could either either miss it or or just get out in front and uh, mm. be too good for it. I love a man that just comes in with swagger like that and hits it over the the fence for six. Hey, race ten, my best bet of the night. So I don't have to wait too long after you. I'm going number one, Subtle Art on top, and by gee, by jingies, he's been unlucky of late. This dog. I spoke to Anthony as a party when we we're doing that Shepherd and Cup coverage, and uh, he was pretty confident he was going to win that night at Shep and. He just had no luck. He had no luck to start after. He's got the red. He's in town. It's not the strongest race he's been in. His rankings dropped back a little bit with those two runs down the track. This is my best bet of the night, race 10, number one. I actually tossed up between Jungle Panther and Subtle Art for my best mm. bet as well. So I'm, I'm very keen on Subtle Art. 
Uh, I'll try and get a little bit of money back because I've backed him his last two starts. After you had that conversation with Anthony at the party, but um, yeah, I think the the box draw suits. This is definitely a, a weaker race than he's been facing, and I think um, I think he can get the job done. Well, I think we're going to have a, a good night at about nine twenty-five. We load up on Jungle Panther, gamble responsibly into race ten, number one, Subtle Art. It might even be a little bit of a, a quick multi or a running double that we have to play there. Race eleven, I'm going the speed of Kiss Your Lips. I backed her last start at Geelong, and she just pinged to the front in a five twenty. She's not overly strong, so you want to see her get a good break on them. But there's not a lot of depth in the race. So if she is out in front, she's the one to catch for mine. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm with you here. Great minds are starting to think mm. alike. And uh, kiss your lips, I think we can get out in front. And, and uh, hopefully, hold on, you will be uh, you will be clenching up a little bit late, I think. But um, hopefully, we're far enough in front to, uh, for that to not matter. Fingers are crossed. Uh, race 12, going with number two here, Wedding or Baby. I think just draw nicely. The red can begin, hold a spot on the rail. And if Wedding or Baby can track through, I think, an each-way play in the last race 12, number two. I think Wedding or Baby is the clear best dog in the race, but I was uh, I'm a little bit sceptical after it was a little bit naughty at Horsham a couple mm. of starts ago. So I'm going to go with Spring Crossing out yeah, of box seven. Not ideal. It's basically just a process of elimination, this one, and I've, I've landed on Spring Crossing. So not real confident in the last, but um, we'll see what happens. I think Wedding or Baby, if, it, if it's got the mind on the job, it'll be winning. Though. Well, here's the time now for the new segment that we created. I created with Jason Adams on the uh, the show the other day, Corey, and um, we we hadn't had a stinger made as yet, and I haven't saved the stinger that I made on that show on on Thursday. So I've got to try and replicate it live here, which we're about to do, and it is the uh, the segment that we're about to get to. So let's get into it now. The Punters Punting Club. And I've nailed it once again, Corey. I, I don't need to save stingers, mate. They just work for me. Hey, the way this works is you get a $50 spend of fake money at the uh, the Meadows meeting. Maximum of two bets. Main reason behind that was because I didn't want to have to do too much book work, uh, keeping tabs on, on all of the bets that we place. Uh, and pretty much, mate, the $50 spend is on the local tote at the time of the jump. So I'll kick it off with... Uh, each way, subtle art, race 10, number one. I'm I'm not like Jason Adams, who did a bit of a cover bet and ended up winning money. I like to just go hard or go home. So I'll go race 10, number one, subtle art, 25 each way. Not too hard because I'm backing it each way, so there is something for next week. But 25 each way, race 10, number one, subtle art. What are you doing with your punters punting club? I'll go with my best bet. Race nine, number eight, Jungle Panther. I think the wide draw suits, as I, as I said, and... Uh, I think Jeff Gill can get the, the job done here with Jungle Panther and uh, I'll just have 50 to win on oh, it. A little bit more confident than your good self. Mate, you can tell I'm a man that's lacking confidence at the moment because uh, even the way Jason Adams came in on Thursday, he was 40 the win on one, 10 the win on the other. There was no mucking about and I think I had 50 a place on a $3 shot that ended up going ordinary. But uh, look, I just need one nice winner to get my confidence and swagger back up so I can pin the shoulders back and, and enjoy a few winners. Hey, it's been good fun having you on for this uh, episode episode 18 of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. Corey, have you enjoyed it, mate? Oh, I've loved it, mate. It's, uh, it's been good to come up into the big leagues in the, in the number one sports podcast in Australia. <laughs> mate, I just can't believe this show just keeps getting bigger and stronger and better every week. So can we, can we call you a bit of a, a regular now on the show, mate? Can we get you on next week as well? I'll tell you what, if I tip 12 and you don't get me back next week, I'll be very disappointed. But no, very happy to jump on whenever you need the game. Nah, sounds good, Corey. Well, mate, all the best uh, with the Meadows tomorrow night. And look, realistically, it is a tough card. If we could tip four or five winners, I think we'd be doing well. So good luck tomorrow night. Thanks, mate.
There he is, Corey Smith, the Prince of the Meadows. I thought it was only fair we continue with the royalty after having Race and Jason Adams, the King of Sandown, on episode number 17. And the great news is both lads are happy to continue and, and play a, a major role in the podcast moving forward, which is great news. So that wraps up another show, another episode of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast. If you are wanting to know more, you can follow GRV on the socials. Keep up to date with everything that's going on, as well as both Sandown and the Meadows. Well, until next time, punters, as always, safe travelling, happy punting, and enjoy the weekend. <laughs>